You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 1104. For me, I've really, and most of my deals have made a difference with the seller. Oh, for and sure. And that brings fulfillment. It's not just the money. It's you're really helping people that are in a bind. Yep. So that's not just lip service that people like to say. And I'm sure anybody that, you know, has never done wholesaling, they think, oh, that's, that's bull. Yeah. It's not the case. I've yeah. had sellers cry and hug mm-hmm. me, you know, and I've become friendly with them because you really make a difference. Mm-hmm. So what we do it's not something that's taking advantage of somebody. You could really, really help them. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. 2020 was a very transitional year for a lot of people. A lot of people got laid off. A lot of people went home for a long time. A lot of people looked at the jobs that they had and they said, you know what? I am going to finally do something different. I'm going to do something for me. I'm going to let this monster inside me, this entrepreneurial monster inside me loose And I'm going to do something special during this time. I'm not just going to sit around and wait till I can go back to work. I'm going to start providing value in my own business right now. And that is the story of the wholesaler out of Miami, Florida, that I am going to be talking to today on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I'm so excited about this. I am your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP. And imagine this. Imagine that you transition your whole life to real estate, and then it takes 335 days before you earn a cent. And not only that, but you you make a good deal. You put together a really good deal, but you only get about 10% of that deal because you're, you're slicing it up with everybody else involved, but you still stay strong. You still know. You still There's a fire inside your belly that says, I can do this, and I'm going to succeed, and it's going to be exciting. And that is the story that we're going to tell on this podcast. It is incredibly inspirational in one of the toughest markets in the country. Marcelo Lara, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Brent, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Pleasure to be here. This is going to be so much fun. Yeah. So you flew all the way here to Miami to be here in person. And this is really exciting because now you've closed six deals. Yes. And we're not talking like little teeny deals. Like in some markets, we're talking some bigger deals. Some nice right? deals, yeah. And so you wouldn't have got to these six deals until you got the first deal, right? Of course. But the first deal took you 11 months. It took you nine months to find your first deal and two months to get it closed. Correct. How do you keep your mindset strong during that time? It was extremely tough. You know, like you said, it took me nine months to get the first contract signed. And, you know, my goal when I started was to get my first deal in the first 90 days. So, of course, human nature, when you don't meet these goals that you set for yourself, you start you start to doubt yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, what is this for me? Right. Should I change my market? So it's just belief. You have to really believe what you're doing. I was getting some good leads, but for whatever reason, I wasn't closing them. You know, maybe needed to work on my sales skills or a competitor came and I don't know. I just wasn't closing them, the the opportunities I had. So 
it really is just the mindset. That, yeah. You know, I, I believe this is going to work and I believe it's going to work for me because I could see the potential with the leads I was getting. And as you mentioned, nine months to lock it up and I didn't, it didn't close for another two months. So I started doing this February of last year, the calendar year last year, 2021, I didn't see a penny, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm just living off my reserves and Miami isn't cheap. So it was tough. It was tough. But when that first one closes and you see money and, and again, you also mentioned the assignment was nice. I had to split it with some people, some other co-wholesalers. So it was a very small fee that I took home, but it changed everything. Yeah. You know, you get that proof of concept. Yep. And now you say, I could do this. It's real. And it, it really changed uh, my confidence, you know, moving forward from that deal. How do you get that belief? How do you keep that belief? How do you not fall back into, because we had talked and, and you said, well, you know, maybe I should go back to get a job. Maybe yeah. I should go back and, and stop doing this full time and, and, you know, just kind of figure it out for a little while. I mean, what stopped you from just falling back to that? To be honest with you, it just, you know, for me, uh, I've always been entrepreneurial in spirit. Yeah. But, um, you know, just the simple thought of going back to a job, I was like, man, I can't go back to this. Like, just keep going at what you're trying to do keep putting in the work, mm -hmm. eventually you're going to get a deal. You mm -hmm. know, you just really have to have that strong belief and the mindset. It's very easy to quit. And I could have quit for sure because it was tough. But uh, it, it's just really not going back to the workforce. It's, it's right. just not for me. Anybody that's entrepreneurial, you want to do your own thing. You want to be your own boss and all that. But, um, you know, just the thought of going back to my old life, it's not what I wanted for my life, you know, for my future. Yep. So... That's really what got me back into, you know, just keep going at it. Keep, I love keep it. putting in the work. I love it. Yeah. Well, listen, you go you go to a job when you have a job, you are that employer's investment, right? They pay you 50, 60,000. They want to get 300, 400, 500,000 out of your efforts, yeah. right? Or what you do. And what you're saying is, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take all that. Exactly. I'm going to, I'm going to take these savings. I'm going to invest myself. I'm going to figure this all out. And that 20, 40, 50, 60, hundred thousand million dollars that I can earn, I'm going to keep that yeah. because this is me. This I, I'm investing in myself here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's so powerful. And just to keep that inspiring your faith and your belief that you can get this done that's powerful. And I think a lot of people don't have the stomach for it. A lot of people just don't have, they don't have the confidence for it. So where does that come from? Does it come from uh, past experiences? Does it come from just your parents telling you that you're the greatest and you grew up and, and, and they were like, you know, you could do anything you want type of thing and instilling that belief? Is it, you know, friends or your squad or whatever else? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, you know, growing up uh, and my younger brothers here, too, you know, for us, we were middle class, but, you know, probably lower middle class. I mean, we went to private schools and stuff. So we we had uh, supportive parents and they made decent money. But it, I think from my grandparents, you know, they passed away last year. They had their own jewelry store for 20, 30 years. Awesome. And, you know, just seeing the freedom that that brought for them. You know, literally, they would uh, have a good summer in the jewelry store they had down in the Florida Keys and decide, let's take the whole family to Europe. Mm -hmm. And they did that twice. Yeah. You know, it's hard to do that if you're working a nine to five, not making good money. Yeah. So I think a lot of it is from them and how we were brought up to just, you know, we're in the greatest country in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever you want to uh, accomplish here and achieve, it's possible. Sure. And our, our grandparents were born in Cuba. 
which, as you know, is a communist regime where you don't have those opportunities. Right. It doesn't matter what you have in your spirit and what you want to achieve in your life. You can't do much, you know, if you're restricted by your government. Sure. So I think a lot from them and our parents, too. You know, we have great parents and really set the example of working hard and just dreaming. Yeah. You know, whatever you want to do and with your life, you know, go and make it happen. You have the opportunity here in this country. Love it. So from that. So month one to month nine, what do you do in these first 270 days of this process? What are you doing? Did it take you a long time to even talk to a property owner? Did it take you a long time to get a lead? Did you feel like you were getting leads, but you just couldn't really close them? You didn't really know what to say or like what? Why did it take nine months to get your first deal? So I'm a TTP student. I finished the program and I jumped right in making cold calls. Yeah. You know, I remember the first day before, the, you know, the site, it was a Monday starting the week. Uh, I was so nervous. I was like, man, I've never really cold called. Like I was, I was sweating. Yeah. And I think that first day I made one call. The person said, no, I'm not interested. I hung up. I'm like, that wasn't I'm that done. bad. <laughs> no, I was done. I was done. But I was like, you know what, man? Like all that fear. For what? Right. You know, what's the worst that could happen? They right. say they're not interested. Yeah. So I jump right in Monday through Friday. As I mentioned to you, I wasn't putting in massive action. I kind of had my limit of uh, about an hour to maybe an hour and a half, max two hours of cold calls. So I was yeah. generating leads. Yeah. I wasn't generating enough leads. Right. And Dade County is very competitive. So, you know, when you get a good lead, you really have to go after it. So it's tough to answer that question, Brent. It's a, a combination of things. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, you know, I just uh, made a lot of mistakes. A lot of the things you teach, I wasn't doing, you know, mm -hmm. networking. I had the imposter syndrome. I wasn't doing any networking. Sure. It took me, I didn't network until I got my first deal. Yeah. Because the imposter syndrome went away. And if I, you know, if I would meet people at these events, I could say, hey, yeah, I've done a deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, not getting loud enough, not telling people what I'm doing, uh, not putting in enough work with the cold calling. You know, the name of this game is you're not going to get deals if you don't generate leads. Right. So I wasn't generating enough leads. Got it. Uh, so a combination of those things and just being in a tough market. You know? Right. And I wasn't barely spending money on marketing. I was, took a very frugal approach and, um, you know, I almost got deals in the beginning, but they fell through for whatever reason. You know, one one lady, uh, she was going to, I think I remember telling you about this. It was my first week, my first lead, I guess. Uh, she was going to foreclosure auction and it was going to be a deal. It was fire damage house. Like good. We're talking numbers. She let the property go to foreclosure. Auction, yeah. Lost it for nothing. Uh, so, you know, the, the normal challenges that in our business come up, you know, you could get good opportunities, but a lot of things could happen. Right. And, but you just kept going. So was it just that you finally, after those nine months you had talked to enough people to be able to get that first deal? Yeah. Like anything in life, I think I finally earned my stripes where I put in the work. Yeah. I, was, I was putting in the work every day, you know, maybe not massive action, but consistency. Right. Every single day, even the weekends. If I wasn't doing calls or something, I was educating myself. Mm -hmm. And I think the combination of that, yeah, finally I got a lead and um, this one I happened to close. You yeah. know, it's just, just kind of earned my stripes and do you took think the that punches. You, instead of an hour a day, and the rest of it doing education and building and, and strengthen your mindset. If you did three hours a day of calling, you would get there faster. hundred percent. Right. A hundred percent. And you talk about that all the time. Like, yeah. you know, you have to, you have to put in the work, you got to generate leads. So of course, even just putting an hour extra. Mm -hmm. And that was something that, you know, was kind of a weakness of mine where I had my limit. 
Yeah, which I told you, I'd just be so bored doing the cold calls. I had to play solitaire on my computer. Yeah. So 100%, Brent. Yeah. 100%. Well, and, uh, you know, I think that this is important for this conversation. Listen, talk to a thousand people, talk to a thousand property owners about selling their property, and you can talk to anybody about anything. And I don't want, I don't want you to be making calls your whole life. You've already transitioned. You've got uh, callers for you. Uh, I mean, callers making the calls for you. But it is important that you build the foundation of all of those conversations because then you can hire the right people. You can train them the right way and you know which list are the best to go after. So if somebody's listening to this and they're like, I don't want to make three hours of calls every single day to these these distressed property owners, these ugly properties that are, you know, on in my community every single day. But what if that made you a millionaire? What if that 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 built the foundation to build a profitable cash flowing business that gave you two, three, five hundred thousand dollars net profit to your bottom line every year for in perpetuity? Would you do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's honestly what happened. Yeah. I mean, that's that that's what can happen yeah. in this business if you just get past that and you push forward and you're able to, and we talked about it, get in the mud. You know what I mean? Get in the mud, get, go through all of those, you know, terrible things that go through our head that says, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? Oh my gosh, there's there must be easier ways. Oh my gosh, there's maybe there's a different way that I can be a crypto millionaire a lot easier or whatever else, right? Yeah. But the fact is, everybody that's wildly successful goes through it. Everybody. Everybody that's wildly successful goes through that. And if they don't, if somehow they hit the lottery or they won big doing something else, they give it all back away because they don't have the discipline to be able to build a real business. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I agree 100% again. And and it's what you say. If you knew, if we had the crystal ball, that you would put three hours of cold calling for whatever goal, it doesn't have to be in real estate related. And it would bring a certain amount of money back. Who says no to that? Yeah. But then when well, you, a lot of people would, I think. I mean, yeah, I guess you know some what people I mean? want to be comfortable and they don't, you know, but the, some people will say yes, then they actually do what's mm-hmm. hard. Yep. I mean, because it is hard yeah. and it's especially hard when you don't have proof that it's working. Yeah. Right. Like, because your, your proof is when you get, make money yeah. and you close a deal. Yep. So, you know, anything worth having in life. You got to put, it's hard. It's, if not, everybody would do it, right? It's, it's so cliche to say, but it's true. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not, it's not easy, but it's extremely powerful. That's you right. Know, now that I've been doing this for uh, about a year, nine months and tried a few different marketing methods, to me, there's really nothing like cold calling. Right. You know, it's as direct as you could be besides if you go and knock on someone's door, which is not efficient, you know, right. and in Miami with the hot weather, here too. Yeah. You know, who wants to be driving around knocking on people's door? Cold yeah. calling is an amazing tool. And, uh, you know, obviously TTP, it's, it's powerful. And it's, uh, if you do it, you're yeah. going to get results. Well, it all comes down to you have to have a quality conversation with a distressed property owner. That is the seed of every deal. And you either are spending a bunch of money in marketing to get those people to call you. You're building a referral database, which we talked about off of the podcast. Or you are being proactive and you yeah. can be proactive by picking up the phone and okay. uh, and calling those people. So absolutely incredible. Let me strike back again at, at what you were saying about networking and imposter syndrome. If you feel like you got around people earlier, do you think that would have helped? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I realized that when I went to my first networking event, 
instantly hit me just chatting to a couple people. I'm I'm social by nature, so you know I can make friends and be friendly easily. Yeah, but it was the imposter syndrome that held me back. But just in that first event, I said, "Man, I I messed up. I should have been doing this in the very beginning. Right. The doors I could have opened for myself, the relationships, you yeah." Know? And these networking events now, I become friends with some of these people, mm-hmm. and it's an incredible resource. You bounce ideas off of people. What, hey, what's working for you marketing wise? What right. do you think about this? How are you adapting now to the changing market? So definitely, definitely, I should have been doing it from the very beginning. It's exactly what you teach. Yeah. And unfortunately, yes, for me, it was imposter syndrome. I just felt like, how am I going to be rubbing shoulders with successful investors yeah. when I haven't done a deal? Right. Like they're going to say, who is this guy? Right. But you can't go in with that mindset, in my opinion. I realize now it was a huge mistake. Well, I also think when you're around people doing more than you, it pulls you faster. It inspires you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, not just not just having conversations, but seeing that they they have a certain confidence they have this experience. You can go to them if you need some help uh, or if you need to you know, split a deal or you need some help uh, raising funds or, or finding a buyer for your deals or whatever it is, but also just like their motor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like batteries are included with these people. You know what I mean? The more that you're around people that have the high energy and their proof of concept, not necessarily like a personal proof of concept, but like, you know, just a... You, you you understand that what they're doing and how they're doing and they break it down for you. And if they can do it, so can I. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true what you say. You, you're around people and you see that they're doing it. That is a proof of concept yeah. because you're meeting these people and they're, you know, you get friendly with them. You, maybe not everybody's genuine, but people are telling you what they're doing with their business. Yeah. And that's inspiration. You mm-hmm. know, you're getting that energy from them that they're in my market. They're doing the same things I'm doing. They're just doing it better. Or they're doing it more. They have a system in place or processes, and they're just you know taking advantage of it. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it could be a form of inspiration. And networking is just an amazing tool in any sort of industry, just because how many doors it could open. Yeah. You know? it, it's not only just business uh, associates that you could meet. You could form friendships. Yeah. You know, which I've done That's in a short amount of time. It is the best yeah. because you you guys speak the same language, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even have to be the same industry. When somebody has their own company and they're struggling to make money and you know somebody else is going through the same thing or has been through it, mm-hmm. you guys understand each other. That's it. You're speaking that same language. So, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. obviously. That was a big mistake. And obviously, we talked about it earlier, uh, not being loud, telling people, hey, this is what I'm doing. Unfortunately, in today's social media age, people take it as, you know, you're trying to brag. Yeah. You're trying to flex or whatever. Yeah. You know, uh. I've posted some of my deals on on Instagram and it's not all positive reaction. You know, you'll lose followers. People message me with with nonsense, you know, correcting me on on what's gross and net profit or whatever. It's like, man, you you can't just be happy I close a deal. Yeah. And and me, I'm I'm a very humble person. So I'm I'm not trying to to be, you know, this brash, you know, hey, look at me. I yeah. did this deal. It's not for that purpose. You know the power also of getting loud. Yep. That's the reason I'm doing it. Yeah. And since I started, you know, networking more and getting louder, I've seen, you know, the power in both. Well, we're going to talk about a deal that you did because of the power of referrals and networking. But I think there's a tasteful way to do, to, to post to social media and to get loud and, and, and to document what you're doing and to bring energy and just say, Hey, I'm excited about the things that I'm doing. Right. Yeah. I, I'm excited about this. I can't believe this just closed. It's so exciting. If you want to know about this, you know, 
if you have any interest in real estate, let me know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you can help and build those amazing relationships with people that do have similar minds to our own, right? Exactly. You know what I mean? You go yeah. you go out with certain, you know, you, you go to, you know, family reunions or you go to Christmas or Thanksgiving or or you know, whatever. You're out with a different group of people and they're they're talking to you just you feel a little bit like, wait. They're not entrepreneurs. They have no idea. If I started talking about this, it's going to fall in deaf ears or whatever else. So I need to be around people that have a similar brain, right? Exactly. And, and then that's where you find those opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the purpose with, uh, the purpose behind getting loud is not, uh, as you know, it's not to brag or anything. No. You know? If I could just inspire one person, you know, watching your videos when I was, yeah. when I got laid off in the pandemic, your videos inspired me. Sure. And here I am today, you know, just off you getting loud, yeah. right? In essence, you yeah. putting out material, you're not trying to brag or nothing. You're trying to inspire people. You're trying to coach people. So that that's the purpose behind it. And it, it's also an effective tool. Well, I'm happy you're here yeah. and uh, I'm better for it. So thank you for being here. I that's incredible. Appreciate so it. what's the big goal? What is, what is the big goal for you? You know, when you look down and uh, you're building your financial future, where do you see that going? What What is the, I mean, wholesaling is the foundation. You build that wholesaling. And then what do you build on top of that foundation? Yeah. So I, I particularly, I'm very fond of wholesaling. I don't know if I'll ever get into actual rehabbing. It's okay. a possibility. I'll try it because who knows? Maybe maybe it's something that I like, but uh, long-term, just really build on the wholesaling. It's, it's an amazing, amazing industry yeah. within real estate, I guess. Continue to build that, Mm -hmm. you know, scale, kind of get it on an automated level where I'm kind of not wearing all the hats of the company, of the business. And uh, the ultimate goal is to build wealth. So you don't wholesaling. It's kind of tough to to build wealth because you're you're making money off that next deal. Right. So you constantly have to work or you have to have a company. It'll make you rich, not wealthy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a difference there. Yeah. You can build a a lot of capital. Right. But you get rich to get wealthy. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, long term, the goal is to have rentals. Awesome. You know, and my brother that's here, he's a licensed realtor. He kind of has that same goal, you know, maybe have some multifamily units or bigger commercial units because, you know, that, that's what builds the true wealth. And, um, you know, you could kind of have that on autopilot with a property management company or you can manage them yourself, whatever you want. How many do. doors? A lot, you know, I want to <laughs> think big, right? So yeah. uh, hopefully 500 plus. And uh, you, you hear these stories of people that they get involved in real estate. They start with wholesaling. Within a couple of years, you have hundreds of doors. Yeah. So it's possible. Yeah. So that long term, that's the goal. But I love wholesaling. And, and you know what I really love about wholesaling? People, a lot of people have this negative perception, you know, about wholesaling. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's bad people in any industry that take advantage of others. For me, I've really, and most of my deals have made a difference with the seller. Oh, for and sure. And that brings fulfillment. It's not just the money. It's you're really helping people that are in a bind. Yep. So that's not just lip service that people like to say. And I'm sure anybody that, you know, has never done wholesaling, they think, oh, that's, that's bull. Yeah. It's not the case. I've yeah. had sellers cry and hug mm-hmm. me, you know, and I become friendly with them because you really make a difference. Mm-hmm. So what we do it's not something that's taking advantage of somebody. You could really, really help them. Yeah. I don't know how you could take advantage. It's a 30-day process in escrow. You know what I mean? It's like it's not like you get you get people to sign a purchase contract and all of a sudden you own their house. 
You know what I mean? It's a whole process that goes through third parties, attorneys, title companies, the whole thing. You know what I mean? I think that it's just people can't believe that it's real. Yeah. People can't believe that you can go and you can build a unbelievable business by going and working with these these property owners that are in distress and then matching them with cash buyers or investors that want to go then and invest into the communities that they're a part of, right? They want to invest in and make everything better. That's exciting to me. It's a win-win for it's everybody. So it's a really the perfect business because like you said, these rehabbers, they're improving the the neighborhood and the ugly houses no longer are ugly houses when they when they yeah. uh, when they rehab them property taxes go up so the the county and and the municipalities mm-hmm. win uh, obviously the seller the wholesaler the realtor involved that there's a realtor the title company makes money the attorney fifty six people on average make money on a wholesale deal wow that's crazy getting it from the property owner all the way to it getting fixed up in a new uh, owner living in it or family or rental or whatever it is. 56 people on average That's crazy. Get, get paid, Yeah, put food on their table because of that. Well, and not only that, but what the difference between, oh, that's a really rough neighborhood and, oh, that's an up and coming neighborhood and really cool is money. It's investment. Exactly. Who brings the investors into these areas? We do. Exactly. We do. Yeah, we're doing a service to society and it's, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame that a lot of people see it. And even people in the industry, realtors and wholesalers, they don't always get along well. Right. Sometimes we're competing. It's getting better. It's it getting is better. because people yeah. are seeing this is real. This isn't just, you know, yeah. some fad and, and it's powerful. And and I know now that, you know, and that's what's most, uh, the money's great when you do a deal, but to really help somebody out, that's that they the thank you, that they hug you, that they, yeah. they cry. I mean, that's, that's an amazing feeling. I still get Christmas cards. I bet. I get Christmas cards every year from people that we've worked with. Well, anyway, let's break down a deal. Let's do it. It's time to ring this victory yeah, bell. All right. So yeah. uh, go ahead. Which deal are we breaking down? So we're breaking down. Um, so my very first deal, the seller, you know, we closed and I told the seller, uh, hey, if you ever hear about anybody that wants to sell, let me know. I'm gonna, I'll pay you out a minimum of $1,000 referral fee. Yeah. So didn't think too much of it. That was obviously my first deal. So the first time I was able to tell a seller that. A couple months later, out of nowhere, he calls me up. Or maybe like a month later. It wasn't that long. Uh, and he says, hey, I have an opportunity. So I think it was his father-in-law. And I said, okay, what's the address? He gives me the address. I see it's in an area uh, that's growing a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm already intrigued just based off the address, you know. So we set up a call with the owner of this property. And he says, uh, you know, I think he wanted like 275, something like that, which was more than, than I would want to pay. Yeah. But he seemed very motivated. It was a referral. We set up the next Monday to go see the property. I went to see the property, met the homeowner there. He had some tenants and, uh, walked it through. I had already had the numbers. I was saying, man, you know, I could probably make money on this deal. Uh, locking it up as high as, you know, 240, 250. He mm-hmm. wants 275. Mm-hmm. So walking through the property was pretty rough. I could see the potential. Five, 10 minutes, we go, we sit on the front porch. And I said, uh, I have to make a low ball, you know, like 275 is not going to work. So I told him, hey, uh, uh, what was his name? Um, Tommy. Tommy, I could do 220. Mm-hmm. So mind you, he wanted 275. Yeah. And my MAO, the maximum allowable offer, was like 245 to okay. say. So I said 220. I say, hey, what do I have to lose? This is yeah. free free marketing. This is a referral yeah. lead. Yeah. 
Brent, before I could even finish saying 220, he's like, yeah, I'll do it. So to, right away, I'm, I'm thinking, no, number one, I'm so shocked. That I gave him too much. Yeah. <laughs> number one, I'm so sure. excited, so shocked. Number two, I'm like, man, I should have offered 210. He yeah, take yeah, it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you'll do 220. I got a contract in the car. Yeah. So I went, we got it signed. And um, he had some tenants there. So it ended up closing two months later. But uh, it ended up being my biggest deal. And it was off a referral. And it was probably my least stressful deal. And was it was the property in really rough shape? It wasn't that rough, but it was definitely you know it, it full was remodel, full remodel. Okay. And uh, what does it sell for when it's fixed up? So the ARV is like four fifty, and it's actually under contract. Yeah, it's under contract right now. I sold it to an investor that I met that we became friends. Yeah, yeah. So he, you know, they're gonna make good money. He partnered up with. Somebody. How does the property look? Oh, it looks great. They really and they sold it. It's under contract right now. Yeah, at four sixty. $460,000 and you got it for $220,000. So I got it for two twenty, dollars and then I asked for a price reduction to two fifteen. dollars uh-huh. Ended up selling it to my friend at two forty six. dollars $246,000. Yeah. And that, and you netted? $31,000. $31,000. Here we go. Come on. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So, it, you know, that was, that was your uh, second deal. That was my third deal. Third deal. Yeah. And it was just crazy because it was off the just telling somebody, hey, if you hear of anybody, let me know. And you tell them I'll pay you out. And, yeah. you know, the, the that guy actually, that seller has brought me a second opportunity. And he's going to, since I paid him out, he knows I'm not, you know, I'm being genuine with him. So free marketing, there was no marketing involved, just a referral. So yeah. it's powerful. Incredible. Yeah. 31000 Yeah. Just from telling him, you could have easily said, okay, great. Have a great life, Mr. Seller. But you built a relationship and now he's sending you deals. Exactly. You know, he trusted With me. With zero marketing costs. Zero marketing. Yeah. So, you know, he trusted me when we did that deal and we built that, that rapport. Yeah. And he brought me the lead. He's brought me another lead after that. That almost became a deal. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that, that changed everything for me because, awesome. you know, it's it's different from my first deal where I made peanuts yep. to now 31000 and like you say, when you start making these bigger deals, it changes your brain chemistry. It does. And it's absolutely true where you're saying, I could, if I build this, I could do at least one of these a month mm-hmm. and really just take it, scale and, and do whatever you want to do. And then two. And then and five. And you do two at 31000 $62,000. Exactly. For two deals. Yep. Right. And it's super possible. And, you know, I, I have. Friends. Happens every, every second of every minute of every day. Yep. For real. Yeah. yeah. So that that was the one where I, obviously I had already done a couple of deals. I had the proof of concept, but that one was like, wow, this is powerful. Like I'm going all in. Like I was dipping my toe in the ocean. Yeah. Now it's like you, you need to really focus on yeah. this and the power of wholesaling and real estate in general. I love it. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you, Brent. Six deals down, yep. momentum behind you. You've got callers. You've got a game plan for the rest of the year and yep. to just blast off next year. Absolutely incredible. How can people get a hold of you? Yeah, so the best uh, place would be Instagram. Okay. Uh, my username is Marcelo, M-A-R-C-E-L-O, 2988. Anybody listening to this, uh, feel free to message me. You know, I'll, I'll try to get back to everybody in a timely manner. Uh, you know, any questions you have, anybody thinking about getting involved in this, you don't have to be in my market. Just reach out to me. This is real. It's powerful. It could change your life. And, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, obviously you're interested in Brent, Brent's the real deal. 
he's a goal giver. He he gives out this information and he, he's changing people's lives. So Thank um, you. you reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook too, Marcelo Lara, L-A-R-A. But Instagram is, is where I'd be uh, more responsive. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you for flying out here. Yeah. Thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Doing all the right things. And uh, I'm excited for you to go back and implement uh, everything for the next year. Yeah, it's been absolutely incredible. It's been a pleasure. Man. Thank, Thank you so, so much. much. Yeah. Awesome. And if you're interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the Rhino Tribe. Go to wholesalinginc.com, wholesalinginc.com. Check out what it is all about. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call. And I look forward to working with you personally. And that is it for our show. Thank you for listening. And as always, I sign off encouraging you to go out there and talk to people. Till next time. Love you guys. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.